0: Hello and welcome to North Point Plus. That's the, uh, the tentative name that we're giving uh, this supplemental podcast video resource thing. Um, we thought it'd be cool to kick off a podcast when we kick off a new series. So the new series is called Owning North Point. Um, and we've talked for a while as a staff about trying to find ways to dive deeper uh, with you guys. On oh, I'm just bumping my mic. Uh, dive deeper with you guys um, from talks on Sunday. You know, we only have so much time on a Sunday morning. And sometimes we take more time than we really have. No one's pointing fingers. <laughs> no no one's important. throwing stones. <laughs> um, but with that limited time, we want to be able to provide an opportunity for everyone to just dive a little deeper. And we thought, you know, this would be a great way to do that. So I'm one of your hosts. My name is Mark Adkins. Uh, to my left, you know him, you love him, Rick Rubel. Thanks for the joining man, us. Man, the legend. <laughs> the man, and the legend. Um, So, yeah, so we wanted to use these uh, whatever we call them, podcast videos, however you consume your media as a way to just dive deeper, explore, uh, maybe answer questions that arise from people uh, from the message, maybe give you an opportunity and give other speakers opportunities to dive deeper. Like we said, we only have so much time. Um, And maybe things get cut even in the preparation for the message, things get cut Sunday morning. So we actually do have a bunch of questions. Some of them I've provided, some of them, uh, a lot of them were submitted by you guys. So thank you for doing that. Um, A side note, if you want to submit questions, make sure you download the North Point app. uh, And then on this week's talk, if you scroll all the way down, there's a little button where you can submit a question. And uh, as an additional asterisk, if you submit your name, we're going to read your name on the on the video, on the podcast, so we're not going to do it this time, just so that everyone's aware. Just so that we can thank you for, for giving the question, because that's yeah. kind of cool. Exactly, yes. So, now that you know, if you put your name in, you might become Facebook famous. Famous. So, yeah. <laughs> so uh, I just want to dive in um, and kind of give an overview or an explanation, you know, Rick, with with everything going on in the world... You know, you can turn on the news for five minutes and you get a laundry list of issues. You know, you have stuff in Afghanistan, you have political issues, racial tension, stuff at home, stuff in school. So with all of that going on, why are we spending a few weeks, three or four weeks talking about the local church? Why is that so important?
1: I, I think that's a great question. And I think really it comes down to the fact that the church really is the hope of the world. It's yeah. what it's what uh, Jesus gave us. To to live out his mission for eternity, and it makes a huge difference. I think culturally, we live in a place, uh, or we come to a place where where it's easy for the church to be just another service organization, mm-hmm. and um, and so people come when they want. They uh, you know they they may go to another church because they have a better speaker, or better music, whatever that is, and that's not that's not who the church. Is That's not what Jesus described. And so the whole idea of of really digging in, diving in and creating, uh, helping people understand that the church is designed to be a group of people whose lives are intertwined and are encouraging, challenging, holding each other accountable uh, in their walk with Jesus to change eternity, that's that's why it's so important.
0: Yeah, that's huge. I think that's that's something we so often miss. Like, you, you can see all of these issues going on in the world, and we think, like, oh, man, like, if only someone could do something. Yeah, and like meanwhile, the church. we have the church <laughs> yeah, right here. Right. So that's, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, and, and something that you brought up in your message that I, w- I wanted to touch on was this. We so often, especially in American culture, confuse Church, the building, with yeah. church, the people. Why do you? Why do you think we so? Like everyone knows it when you say it. It's like, oh, we know the church isn't the building; it's the people. And yet, practically, we always fall into that trap. Yeah. It's it, What's funny is I was I was thinking back through it and thought, um, is it
1: really a big deal that we call the facility the church? And and I think ultimately it's probably not that big a deal because people understand that. The thing is, I think that Satan has really used it, um, has used that shift in terminology, mm. to change people's perception and to change our perception of ourselves. We say, "Oh, I'm going to go to church," and so we miss the whole concept of, "I am the church. Mm. I'm I'm going. I am being the church." And uh, I think that just that little twist Satan has used to to. Um, to mess us up, really, and to change things. So if we think about a place, that, that's not bad, but places don't change lives. People changes change lives. Yeah, Jesus changes lives through people. Yeah, and so yeah, that's what it's about.
0: Yeah, well, that that feeds into another question I had. It, it, and part of it, I think, is an attempt of the enemy to kind of introduce division and confusion. Um, and one of the things I was thinking of when you were speaking was, it, it's it's so easy it's expected in the world for people to have a critical mindset. How do we avoid having that negative mindset toward each other and critiquing? So, for example, like, you and I, when it comes to things politically, probably differ. Yep. You and I, when it comes to things theologically, differ on things. And yet, you and I are united right. in the church. So, how do we keep yeah. that front of mind?
1: I, I, I really think it's, um, I kind of alluded to it in the message yesterday, um, th- the whole idea that um, it depends a lot on what we focus on. We can mm-hmm. focus on the things that divide us or we can focus on the things that unite us. Mm-hmm. And the things that unite us are far more important than the things that divide. It's, it's easy to major on minors yeah. and, and to say, oh, we disagree about XYZ right. and so we need to split and, and go different ways Mm. um or i get upset about this particular thing or i don't have the same skill set that that person has or they're not they're not like me Mm. and so they need to go someplace else that's that's all um immaterial i mean it's Mm. all stuff that satan uses to divide but when you think for me when I was talking about uh, the pain that we all share that if you've been a part of church for a very long time that that you experience um, you can focus on the pain you can focus Mm. on the hurt you can focus on all the bad stuff that's happened but the bottom line is if we're all following Jesus we are going to be around the throne of God for eternity Mm. and none of that stuff's gonna matter and so when you're able to look with perspective and say yeah we we disagree about this or that or whatever but that doesn't separate us from being brothers and sisters in Christ. Mm. And being the body, um, my, uh, you know what, uh, a part of my body may not be doing what I want at any (laughs) given point in time, but it doesn't stop being a part of the body.
0: Yeah. And that that kind of feeds into something we were talking about earlier. You know, if you just Google, churches in the lansing area yeah there are a lot of churches that come it up not a lot of churches and if you expand that to west michigan east michigan the whole state of michigan a lot more churches come up a lot of different denominations mm-hmm. so i kind of want to unpack just so people have an understanding like why why are there so many i think we understand a little bit why there's so many local churches but why do we have all of these denominational splits across the world
1: yeah, I, I, uh, again, I, I didn't have enough time yesterday to, to really unpack it in the way that I wanted, but it's really interesting when you look at all of the denominational division that's mm-hmm. there. And I think, um, I, I want to assume the best and say that 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 those splits happened for good reasons. It, mm-hmm. they, they happened because people said, people looked at the church and said, man, we're missing the point on this particular thing. So, um so, so like with the, with the Baptists, um, that, that denomination, that whole branch, really started because they said, no, we need to take Scripture seriously. Hmm. And Scripture teaches this about baptism, about immersion. And so they were the people who baptized people because that's what Scripture said. And so they became known as the Baptists. The Methodists, Charles and John Wesley, said they were so serious about discipleship uh, about following Jesus that they said here's what you need to do you need to you need to start with this in the morning you need to do this during the day you need to do this at night you need to serve the poor you need to do all these things and they had this uh, system of methods that helped them live out their discipleship that's that's great stuff but as time went on people looked at that system and said oh yeah you're the you're the people with the methods you're the methodists and um and so it created good reason but ultimately, it created division. And I think even now, when you look, um, uh, do we have too many churches? Not at all, because different churches, different flavors, as long as they're founded on biblical truth, right? Um, reach different people. It's the same reason why there are eight zillion fast food places, mm-hmm. um, because people uh, people are drawn to things that that connect to them um, better than others. And so, um, it's just. It, I think the big thing is to recognize um, not our divisions, not the things that separate us, but the things that bring
0: us together. Right. Yeah, that's great. Um, I want to get into some of the questions that were submitted. Yeah. Uh, And this is this is an awesome question. Um, And it's again, it kind of touches on uh, what we talked about earlier. There's so many issues in the world. If only the church would step in and solve those Mm -hmm. issues. Uh, And the person submitting this question brought up a really good point that the church, the big C, capital C Church, generally has a pretty poor reputation yeah. in our world today. Um, so how can our church, the Little Sea Church of North Point, help contribute to form a better reputation, to better represent Christ?
1: That, that's such a great question, and that really is at the essence of, for all of us who are serious about following Jesus, what it looks like to live that out in our lives. Hmm. Um, if, if we say the church are, is the hands and feet, feet of Jesus, um, the way that we change the world's perception of the church is by living lives of integrity hmm. uh living lives of humility and service uh, uh, living with both grace and truth not just truth not just grace <laughs> but grace and truth yeah um and and loving people you know when in the new testament when, when um when jesus said behold how they love one another yeah that, or john Um, that's, that's the, that's the deal for us. When we live that out, people may, may say, oh yeah, the church, it's a terrible thing. But that group of people, that gathering that's over there at North Point or wherever, they got it going on. I've got a, it's fun. I I have a good friend who talks smack a lot about the big C church, Mm. but he says consistently, but not you guys. You guys are really doing it, yeah. Um, and and we're we're far from perfect, but that's when we live it out on a daily basis. Mm. Um, that changes people's perceptions.
0: Yeah, that's huge. And I think that even ties into, uh, for those that were able to attend the Global Leadership Summit um, this past August, one of the things that was consistently hit on was basically starting small. You know, right. everyone has these grand ideas of, you know, I want to be a CEO of this global company. But all of those CEOs of global companies started in their garage or right. in their basement. And so when it comes to a critique of the Big C Church, there's a lot of issues that the Big C Church has caused, still has, and to solve those, it's best done right. at the local small C church. That's yeah, that's yeah. huge. Uh, another submitted question that came in uh, would be uh, uh, addressing the bling of Jesus. I <laughs> this love was, it. This was something that you mentioned uh, in your message, uh, talking about basically like the big gold chain that Jesus wears around his neck, and that's what the church is. So, uh, mm-hmm. unpack a little what you, I guess, explain a little further what you mean by the bling that Jesus wears. Yeah,
1: the the image that I think is really interesting is when you think like specifically about a big gold chain or a big piece of jewelry, Mm -hmm. in the case, it looks good and that's cool. Yeah. But you look at it and you may say, oh, I want that. But you walk away and, and you're done. When a person takes that, Gold chain takes that diamond necklace or whatever, and they begin to wear it around. Mm. Initially, it causes conversations about that piece of jewelry. People are saying, "Man, look at that chain," or "Look at that! Look at those diamonds!" But those conversations ultimately lead to the person who's wearing it. It mm. changes the perception of the person who's wearing it. In my life, I think back to to uh, Deion Sanders. He always yeah. had. <laughs> he was loaded with bling. And it always led to conversations about Dion. Hmm. When we as the church, uh, the, that scripture in Ephesians where it talks about being the radiance of Christ, when, when we live out what it looks like to be that for Jesus, people are gonna talk about the church, hmm. but ultimately they're gonna talk about Jesus. And yeah. that's, that's, that's why I think that
0: bling image, imagery yeah. works well. That, I, yeah. That's why I chose. It. No, that's great. It, it, it brings two things to mind for me as you're, as you're talking. For it, you know, when you wear something, inherently you assign a value to it. Yeah. And so, that, to have to be the bling of Jesus shows that Jesus really does value right his bride the church is his bride.
1: There's a cost associated with getting the bling.
0: Right. Yeah. It's a great analogy. And it reminded me of, uh, there's a passage in Ephesians. I think it's Ephesians 3. It's in Ephesians 3. It might be three. Ephesians 3.10. You can double check me. <laughs> you can fact check me. Uh, but I think it talks about how, you know, Paul in Ephesians 2 talks about, we're dead in our sin, we're made alive yeah. in Christ. We're united by Christ. The two have been made one, we're united. And he gets to Ephesians 3 and he basically has this kind of cocky moment for God where he says, like, God unites things that should shouldn't be united, so that he can show off right. to the devil, to the angels, to the universe, and say, like, look at all these things that have no business fitting together, but because of me, they all come they together. All come together. Yeah. I just think it's, it's a great Good analogy. Um, one other submitted question that came in that I wanted to touch on um, has to do with being involved with the church, but I, I guess having a struggle with believing the church. So I'll just read the question, because I think I think... It's written out really well. So what would you say or how would you respond to someone who says slash feels it is beneficial to be a part of the church? So they're involved, they attend regularly, but they struggle to believe the tenets of the church, I guess, or the the foundational beliefs that the church holds. How would you respond to that person? um, It's such a great question because I think that the, the church
1: exists... The church is the only organization in the world that exists for people who are not a part of the organization. Mm. The church exists for people who don't yet know Jesus. That's, that's why we're here. And so um, it's, it's such a great thing to have people who are not yet committed to the cause, who have not yet come to a, a point of belief and life change, but the church is so compelling that they come in and think, There's something about this that's a magnet that keeps drawing me in. And so I would say, man, I love having people here who are in that exploration phase. But it comes back to the kind of the the overwhelming image in the message, which was the the DTR Mm. conversation. At some point in time, at some point in time, um, you have a conversation that's that determines what kind of relationship you have hmm. and 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 the the critical thing if that's a friend of yours is knowing when that when to have that conversation if um, if my wife if Deb would have had the DTR conversation a month or six weeks earlier than we had it, hmm. I would have said no we're friends that's good." <laughs> You keep playing, I'll keep singing, that's, yep. that's great. But she knew the time to say, hey, are you serious about this or not? Mm-hmm. And, um, and there's sensitivity in that. And so I would just in- encourage anybody, you know, if you bring in a family member, if you bring in a friend, if you bring in somebody that you care about, ha- pray. Have sensitivity for when to have that conversation. And trust that the Holy Spirit's working in that process, mm-hmm. but in the meantime, man, you're they're logging, um, absorbing the truth of God's Word, yeah, um, and 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 being connected to people who are disciples of Jesus, and they're trying to figure it out because hmm. that's a very it's a very different worldview as a disciple of Jesus
0: than not. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I just think too, where else would you want that person? Right. Right. They're not going to find Jesus anyplace else. Right. Yeah, yeah that's they're exactly where they need to be. That's, that's awesome. Um, the last one that I wanted to touch on... Oh, no, there's two more. Part of what you talked about in your message was specifically being a part of the church, but you're virtual. So typically yeah. when we think about the church, we think of an in-person gathering. It happens on Sunday mornings. Maybe there's a midweek prayer meeting at a church or a life group gathering or youth group, whatever that might be. Uh, but for those that are... Gathering online um through our live stream. Um it could be due to health concerns where they can't they physically can't be around people because of the compromised right. immune system. It could be because of their jobs, they work irregular hours, they work nights, they work Sunday mornings, whatever it might be. So for those people that don't fit the typical nine to five mold, um how do they intentionally stay a part of the body of Christ? Yeah, I I think that's that's such a great question, and and
1: um, I guess I wish I would have had a lot more time to kind of unpack that because when I started that, I was thinking about people who who are really disconnected from the body, but they're consuming mm. Sunday morning and. And that's a good thing it, right. it's, it's a good thing that you're that you're getting the teaching that that if you're if you're a part of the stream that you're able to worship you know to be a part of that um, but then I began to think about um, the 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 limitations of that hmm are true far beyond people who are just being virtual because of COVID. So people who are shut-ins, people who are traveling to cottages, whatever, uh, doing the thing up north. Um, In order to be a part of the body, or people who are just, who haven't had the DTR conversation, Mm -hmm. and, or maybe they've had that conversation and are thinking, yeah, I I wanna be a part of the body what's it take to do that man you've got to invest yep. you have to take the initiative and culturally we live in a world where it's, where we say oh yeah it's okay to be a part of the church I, that's where i go on sunday i don't really know anybody i'm not involved in a life group i'm i may be reading a devotional in the morning or something like that but i'm uh, in for all practical purposes they're they're living in isolation spiritually mm-hmm. and in order to um, in order to be a part of the body you've got to be in contact and you've got to be very intentional in that hmm. um, I was having a conversation this morning about um, uh, people who because of their physical condition are um, are they can't come hmm. that you know it's it's not that there's risk they physically can't come they're yeah. homebound or whatever um, and and how they do that, and I think in uh, I think about in my history, there have been people that I've known that that um, that had stroke or whatever, but they were they stayed a part of the body because they were actively praying for people all the time. They were sending notes. So they were talking to people on the phone when they mm-hmm. couldn't get out. They um they were they were taking steps to do that, but more often than not, it's because they were connected to a group of people. Before that ever happened, yeah. that um, so they were part of back in the old days Sunday school class, a, a life group, and they were investing in those people. They knew the staff. They were praying for the staff. They're they're engaged in conversation about what's going on at, at, in the church, hmm. and that's what's so important. I mean, that's that's a part of the whole owning North Point thing. It it really is a challenge to to not be a spectator, but to be fully engaged yeah. in what God's doing here.
0: Yeah, and I think it's, it's important for, for everyone to keep in mind, too, that challenge that exists for those that primarily attend virtually exists for those that come physically as well. Right. It's really easy to come in, sit in the service, and leave. Yeah, absolutely. You don't talk to anyone. You're not, you're not invested in people's lives. People aren't invested in your life yeah. because you're, you're just here to check the box. And that and challenge exists there, too.
1: Yeah, and if you go back to the question that you just asked a second ago, it absolutely is an okay thing to try and get a sense of who the body of Christ is virtually. Yeah. yeah in, in this season, yep. to, to watch and say, okay, is, is this for me? Is mm-hmm. this a relationship I want? Yeah. But it's not okay to stay there forever in the same way that you can't keep casually dating someone <laughs> year after year after year yep. and, and never make any kind of decision about what, you're, what, the, right. what the depth of the relationship is. Yeah. Great.
0: Uh, last question on my end. I like yeah. to play the devil's advocate. So uh, I'm just going to be the devil's advocate, which is a dangerous thing in a church. That's for sure. In the building of the church. That's right. <laughs> um, so what, let's say if I'm the devil's advocate, it feels like you're just trying to guilt me into giving more money to the church or volunteering and giving up more of my time. Is that what this is about? Is owning North Point just a ploy to get more of my money and more of my time? <laughs> that's, a, that's a great question.
1: Um, and the answer, the, you know, the short answer obviously is no. Um, I, If I can look directly in the camera and say, um, I believe with my whole heart that being fully engaged in the body of Christ is an a critical part of what it means to be a disciple of Jesus and that your life is so much richer and fuller and more meaningful and you have a clear sense of God's hand on you and what you're doing when you are an actively engaged, vibrant part of the body of Christ. Um, All those other things are great. You know, if you're... If you're serving in children's ministry, that's a wonderful thing. If you're giving money, that's a wonderful thing. Those are all good things, but that's not the end at all. The end is that we, we are called to be the body of Christ. And if you're not engaged, the body is less. Uh, it's, it's, it's weaker than it would be than if you're engaged. And so, um, yeah, that, that's what it's about that's great
0: um, anything on your end any, any parts you want to touch on
1: um, yeah, yeah you know what it's, I, I said yesterday um, some, some stuff that didn't make it into the message uh, the most interesting thing that in my study I discovered that I had just never realized before is that the term the bride of Christ is never used in scripture what really yeah so go home and fact check that. <laughs> but Jesus is described as the bridegroom mm-hmm. often. And, um, and in Revelation, it talks about the wedding feast. Right. But the church is never, that terminology, the bride of Christ that we say, that I say so commonly. Right. That's not a, a term that's
0: found in Scripture. Huh. Blew my mind. Chew on that, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to have to fact check you.
1: Um, (laughs) Yeah. I'll take your word for it. And if I'm (laughs) wrong, cut this part out. (laughs)
0: Nope. It's going viral. Someone online is going to do it. Yeah. (laughs) Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Rick, for taking time to to dive deeper. Um, This has been hugely beneficial even just for me just sitting here. So hopefully it's beneficial for you as well. Um, Whether you're tuning into the podcast and listening in or watching on video, um, thank you for your time.
1: Absolutely. And uh, I'll tell you this. Next week, Mark and I will not wear the same type
0: shirts for the podcast. (laughs) I was going to see if anyone noticed <laughs> <laughs> particularly blue shirts <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> I'm not going to say anything. We're just going to leave it at that. There you go. (laughs) So I'm super excited to dive in. Uh, Make sure you tune in next week. We will be continuing the North Point Plus podcast along with the owning North Point series. So are they supposed to subscribe or like? Yeah, like smash that like button, subscribe, do all that. Yeah, we're posting on YouTube. We'll be posting it on Facebook. It'll go live on our podcast. Uh, It'll be on the website. I got to find out where on the website. So don't ask me just yet. Uh, But there's lots of places you can. So basically, wherever you want to consume media. North Point will be there. So thanks. (laughs) Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week.